0: Good morning, everybody. This is Joe Renoro, and welcome back to the Rat Race Liberation Podcast. Uh, I, you know, I know I made a big deal the uh, the other day, or uh, I don't know, it was probably like five or six episodes ago at this point, about uh, breaking my usual habit and talking about the book before I finished reading it, and uh, and I'm in, I'm referencing uh, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, but I realized that. Uh, it's not entirely true. Overall, I do have a general rule where I want to hear the entire book before I start going through topics within the book because you know you don't really know how things are going to shake out and correlate with one another until, uh, until you get to that point where you've finished all the chapters and you can see how, how the thing gets wrapped up nice and neat. Uh, the, well, what I did realize was that I had started also talking about certain things in the, uh, the real book of real estate that I'm also listening to, or at least I was listening to simultaneously. Now it's the book I'm focusing on because I finished Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. But the, uh, the Real Book of Real Estate, the reason I started talking about it early was because it's it's not your traditional book. You know, It's not one author written all the way through on all of the chapters. This is a conglomerate of a bunch of different uh, industry professionals surrounding the real estate industry, obviously. Uh, and it's basically a a bunch of professionals and inner circle members of Robert Kiyosaki's who he's done real estate dealings with throughout the years and people who are honed in on their craft and they've been called and requested to, to write an individual chapter or possibly multiple chapters throughout the book, but all on different topics. And so it's like every single chapter is almost its own short story, its own, um, book, basically, in the sense that it's designed to have an opening and a closing, and all the information within is is pretty pertinent to the overall concept in that one individual chapter. Now, the whole book ties into real estate investing, but each chapter is its own text, if you will, for a certain subsection of the real estate market. So I I do feel more comfortable talking about this book as I go through chapter by chapter, because it's almost like finishing... 15 to 20 short stories as opposed to finishing one long novel where you're not exactly sure you might not be exactly sure where the author is going with his points until you get to the end of the book and everything's tied up in a nice neat bow so uh with that in mind what i'm going to jump into today really quickly is a topic that came about through one of the chapters and i wish i had gotten a chance to write down the author of that chapter but uh, i was driving when i heard it and i just took some quick notations but this author did a really good job of a gaining my attention for the chapter and um not that the other authors aren't interesting in their own right with the information they're talking about but 15 or 20 different subsections of real estate there's bound to be a couple that you don't find as interesting maybe that you probably wrongly think that aren't as pertinent to you Uh, well and that could be true and untrue, uh, you know, uh, there's always a good lesson to take away and to have the the more general understandings you have of the more topics within a category, the the more knowledgeable as a whole you're going to be. And you can see how those systems kind of play against one another and work with each other. But excuse me, if you have no desire whatsoever to go into commercial real estate, uh, hearing a chapter that's completely designed for staging and uh and interior design for commercial real estate might not grab your attention as much so this chapter did a really good job of grabbing my attention i appreciated where the author his origin story in that chapter and what he was driving home his entire chapter was remember the exit strategy and it's something that robert kiyosaki's touched on in multiple books before And just the way that this author presented it, I thought it was a good time to to finally bring it up in the podcast. But remembering the exit strategy, this author and Robert Kiyosaki, and I'm sure uh, multiple people in their inner circle and and successful real estate entrepreneurs, and and this spills over into into stock market investing as well, and and pretty much every type of investing. Uh, What Robert teaches and what was taught in this chapter is that, before you even get into a deal, you need to have an exit strategy. And there's a couple of reasons for that. So you you might find a good piece of property. um, You might find a really good stock. It, It doesn't really matter what the investment is, but before you decide to put your money into the pot and go down this road of investing in this particular, hopefully, asset, you need to have an exit strategy in mind. So, that you know how you're going to exit the game. How are you going to get your money back? How are you going to successfully navigate this situation so that you come out on top? And it starts with having an exit strategy, planning your exit to it. You know, if we're in the real estate business and this book was, you know, you know written and, and designed for real estate. So, let's stay in that context right now. Uh, if you are interested, in buying single family homes to renovate, what is your exit strategy? How are you getting your money back on that? Are you renovating and then holding for 18 months and then selling, flipping the house? Uh, Are you renovating and then looking for cash flow by renting it out and holding the property itself for, you know, 20 years? Is it going to be a part of your real estate portfolio for 20 plus years, and you're just looking to acquire positive cash flow by getting good tenants in, uh, whatever the case may be for your specific situation, what is your exit strategy? And uh, the reason I say, uh, the reason I'm, I'm restating what these people have already said, that uh, the exit strategy up front is one of the most important things you can do, is because it has several benefits to it. One, It allows you to have your plan laid out in front of you. So you know what you need to do working backwards, retroactively to accomplish that plan, that goal. And we've talked about this previously, setting goals, smart goals, farther out into the future. You know, most people can't see a couple weeks, a couple months, maybe a year out in front of them with a real set plan in mind. If you can do a five or a 10 or a 20 year plan, and you know what your end game is, where you need to be specifically, then you can look backwards in time and retroactively work that plan backwards. So if you have a 20 year plan, what do you need to do in 15 years to hit that 20 year plan? What do you have to have accomplished by year 10 to have that 20 year plan? What do you have to have accomplished in five years to be on track to hit your 20 year goals? So the same thing is true with, uh, with real estate, like I said, let's stay in this context here, with real estate investing, okay? If your plan long-term is to have a 20-year rental property, what do you have to do day one to make that a reality? Well, you have to buy that property, right? What do you have to do by year one to make that 20-year plan a reality, to stay on track for that? And, and that is what you're developing here. And, and I'm using a, a very, very long term goal that most of us probably aren't planning out. Uh, you're probably not looking at 20 year plans right now from a business standpoint, let alone real estate market, uh, especially if you haven't been involved in it before. And this is your first go around or, you know, you're like me, you're in the infancy in most of your investing strategies here. But, uh, you know, take it back, whatever whatever your plan is, five, 10, 20 years, whatever you feel comfortable handling you need to have an exit strategy in mind from the moment you set foot in the game or you're already behind. Another one of the benefits is knowing how to get your ROI, right? What is your return on investment? So you need to know how much money you're putting in up front, where you plan on getting that money back and when, more importantly, when you plan on getting that money back. If you are uh, going to try and alleviate some of the risk, we'll call it, if you're going to try and and make it so that you're not the one who's fully on the hook for the for all of the financial stuff, you have a partner, you're getting a lender's help, something like that. Uh, not only is it easier to to plan out when you are, excuse me, when you and your partner partners, you know, whether that's an individual, uh, an institution, something like that. Not only is it easier to see and plan out and talk about when they're going to get their ROI. But because you're able to show them in a concrete document, a plan, you know, and of course there might be things that pop up in between here and there, but you have a goal and a plan in mind for when an investor can get their money back. You have a much greater chance of landing that person or that institution as an investor, because that's what investors care about, right? They're not just giving you money out of the goodness of their own heart. They're doing it with some financial reward for themselves in the future. You know, you're gonna do all the legwork, but they have some capital, and you have the time to do the legwork with their capital. They wanna know, okay, if I give you $100,000, when am I going to see my return on investment? When am I getting my money back, plus the dividends that I'm promised for doing this initial deal and lending you the capital? So those are two really main things that come out of this concept. Know an exit strategy before you even get into it. If you don't have any idea of what the exit strategy could plausibly possibly be, take a deep breath, take a step back. You don't have to walk away from the deal, but you do need to start looking much harder at that portion of the deal before you agree to the deal. And again, you don't have to do this. But uh, this is not the first expert who has mentioned this and that I've come across in the text. So uh, I'm going to take the advice of these people who have been here before, who have fallen into many, many pitfalls before I have, and who have taken the time out of their lives to put these texts together to try and stop new investors from falling into the same pitfalls and becoming the same level of uh, uh, racking up the same level of casualties, excuse me, that they did on their entrepreneurial journey. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna heed this warning here and I'm gonna develop my financial IQ to look really hard at exit strategies before I jump into a deal. Because if I have that exit strategy in mind, even if I'm not looking to get outside investing, I'm gonna have a much better opportunity at uh, recouping my initial investment and uh, you know, like Robert teaches in all of his books, when he's talking about investing, uh, the end game here is uh, how do you get infinite returns? How do you get your initial investment out so that moving forward, everything that comes in is free money in the bank? Really, uh, you put ten thousand dollars down on a house. How quickly can you uh, can you touch the equity that is in there from your renters paying down the mortgage? and and get your $10,000 out so you can move on and and put that $10,000 into another investment. Meanwhile, you still have the original asset that you paid the $10,000 for. So how do you continuously build up assets that are giving you infinite returns on your money? And the faster you can figure out that equation in a way that makes sense for you, uh, the faster you're gonna elevate yourself up out of this rat race. And that's my goal. So um, and I'm I'm hoping it's yours as well if you've been uh, sticking with me for what's coming close to 100 episodes here, guys. So we're not there yet. I'm not going to do the big celebration thing and, you know, the big grateful thank you to everybody. But I am internally gr- uh, grateful to you guys for tuning in week in and week out. And uh, and I hope it's helping. So I appreciate you guys for tuning in today and I'll check in with you all tomorrow.